Hey everyone, in case you don't know who I am, because there are a lot of new people here on Anchor and in social media land in general, my name is Tachi. I'm a media professor, a filmmaker, a media content producer, and a journalist. And what I do is I come to you every day with little media bits called Mediascope, where I talk all about media, tech, and pop culture. This is about to be a Mediascope brief. So, did you know that Volvo self-driving cars are having a little bit of trouble? Yeah, recognizing kangaroos. So they just found out recently that their self-driving cars cannot recognize kangaroos because of the manner of kangaroo movement. It's different from other large animals. For one, they hop. So speaking with ABC Australia, Volvo Australia's technical manager, David Pickett, said that the animal's hopping throws off the car's animal detection system. He says, quote, we've noticed with the kangaroo being in mid-flight, when it's in the air, it actually looks like it's further away than it and then it lands than it does when it lands and then when it lands it looks closer so the system has been tested with other wildlife and it's been proven to identify animals like elk and moose Clearly, they don't hop. The cars detect animals by using the ground as a reference point in order to determine an object's distance. So when the exposed, uh, when when it's exposed to a kangaroo hopping, they become confused. So does that mean it will hit the kangaroo? I, I'm not sure. I don't get it. So. There have been serious, numerous dilemmas encountered as companies work towards developing autonomous cars. This is just one of them. Uh, Science Magazine analyzed the quagmire of how people want self-driving cars to make decisions when faced with a moral problem. Uber self-driving cars, for example, were spotted committing moving violations and have a problem interacting properly with bike lanes. And last year, Google admitted one of its self-driving cars caused a fender bender for the first time when driving into the side of a bus at low speed. In any case, self-driving technology is increasingly within reach. New York recently announced that it's accepting applications from companies that want to test self-driving cars, and Lyft has partnered up with self-driving car startup Newtonomy, and I reported this before, to test a limited pilot in Boston within the next few months. Self-driving cars in New York. Now, hmm, okay, we shall see. In any case, this is interesting. If you have anything to say, make sure you call into the station. I would love to shout you out and to answer whatever question you may have. But the news is that Volvo self-driving cars for right now can't recognize kangaroos. Okay, cheers. Welcome back, everybody, to another Mediascope Brief. This time we're talking e-news, more specifically, Maria Menounos leaving e-news. This news comes after she revealed to People magazine that she was diagnosed with a brain tumor earlier this year and recently underwent surgery to remove it according to Deadline Hollywood. So Maria is a serious XM host. She's also a veteran of E! Extra, Access Hollywood, and Dancing with the Stars, and she took over the E! News chair last July following the departure of Juliana Rancic. She originally joined E! in 2014, so she's been there about three years. Now, interestingly enough, her mother has stage 4 brain cancer, and she was diagnosed with a golf ball size meningioma tumor in February, um, and last month underwent the operation, which ultimately removed 99.9% 
percent of the growth, which was benign, she told people. She's calling this whole experience a blessing, though, and that it brought her family closer together and made her reevaluate life. These types of things often do that. She's at home, she told people, getting stronger and stronger every day, and soon she'll be back to normal. And in a statement to the press today, she said, I'm so grateful for the past three years at E. I had such an amazing time co-hosting with Jason Kennedy and working every day with a wonderful roster of talent on the show, including producers, staff, and crew. Well, everyone at E is sending thoughts and support to her, and we as well send thoughts, support, and positive energy to Maria Menounos. I hope that you all are having a great day such thus far. Cheers. You knew it wouldn't be too long before I was back on the scene with another Mediascope brief for you. This time we're talking YouTube, more specifically YouTube TV. It's three months old and they're expanding into 10 additional markets. This is according to CEO Susan Wojcicki and she announced this at VidCon. Of course, everything was announced at VidCon. It's been about two weeks now since VidCon ended. So in case you don't know, YouTube TV is a skinny bundle over the top service which launched last April in five markets, and soon they're going to be available in 10 more. Let me name them for you in case you're interested. Dallas-Fort Worth, Washington, D.C., Houston, Atlanta, Phoenix, Detroit, Minneapolis-St. Paul, Miami-Fort Lauderdale, hey, that's where I am, Orlando, Daytona Beach, Melbourne, and Charlotte. So this collection of network cable and digital channels is priced at $35, and it's already available in LA, the San Francisco Bay Area, New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. So according to Wojcicki's blog post, she said, quote, we see more millennials using YouTube TV than any other generational group. Now, with this expansion, millions more people will be able to stream their favorite live sports and must-see shows from top broadcast and cable networks. Well, clearly, the battle of the OTT or over the top is on. So I'm interested to know, because I'm a cord cutter, recent cord cutter, but I've had enough of cable and their overpriced services, so I cut the cord, and I use Roku plus Sling. What are you using? Are you too chicken to cut the cord, or did you recently cut the cord and you're wondering what's out there? There are actually a lot of choices out there now. I want to know from you what you're doing for TV. There are a lot of millennials, you guys know I'm a professor, I teach millennials, a lot of them don't even have terrestrial TVs. They watch everything on their phones. If they have tablets, tablets, and on their computers. So I'm interested to know from you whether or not you have cut the cord. My good friend, Kevin Nomalone, who also happens to be my co-host on the podcast TV channeling, where we talk all about TV, film, entertainment, and we do television reviews. That's right. Of course, shameless plug, but (laughs) Kevin Nomalone is very much into us cord cutting so that he can save on all the wonderful services that his cable provider will give him because everybody's cutting the cord. That's what he thinks anyway. (laughs) In any case, I can't wait to hear from you. Cheers. Well, it's about that time for a caller you say what? You know what this is. The segment where I publish listener call-ins and respond to them. First up, we have Candace Marie. Let's hear what she has to say about our mutual love for H&M. Hey, Tachi. 
thanks for um, publishing my call-in and replying back. And I'm right there with you. I am an H&M freak. I'm obsessed with H&M. I would say I'm right there with you that 75% of my wardrobe is from H&M. H&M or Old Navy. I like to kind of keep it simple too. Old Navy has some nice nice stuff too. But H&M is is my go-to. I don't live in New York City anymore. I am originally from New York City and uh, now we live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Anyway, yeah, gorgeous necklace, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And by the way, I don't, I mean, I cheat on my jewelry, but I'm a paparazzi accessories consultant, and that's jewelry, and uh, everything is $5. And it's Marie, my dear. Thank you so much for calling in all the way from Colorado Springs. I'm so glad that we are H&M twins. All you need is $5 and a dream, and you can round up something from the sales rack at H&M, I'm telling you. (laughs) That's my go-to spot. I also do like Old Navy. They've gotten less Old Navy fleece in the last few years, and I've been able to find some nice maxi dresses and things, so that's another go-to. That and Zara. I'm also a Zara stan. Zara and Uniqlo. So between H&M, Old Navy, Zara, and Uniqlo, I am outfitted to the nines all the time. And very cool about you selling that you know I love jewelry and you told the right person. And $5? No worries. I'm going to have to check out your site. Get at me on DM and I'd love to check your site out. Okay, thanks for calling in. Hey, I really appreciate you uh, sharing that music with us. That was uh, pretty solid, I'm not going to lie. Never heard those songs before surprisingly but um i was uh, definitely enjoying the tunes so keep them coming and i will keep coming back and listening um if you have any questions about the cannabis industry or cannabis in general feel free to call in and we can keep that public or private on air or off the air totally up to you anyway have a great day have an awesome day have a productive day and uh keep hustling and stay positive Hustle Cannabis, thank you so much for calling into the station. I love music. Music moves me and drives me. You may not know this, but I'm also a dancer choreographer, and I always come up with the pieces of music I want to use before I even think about any movement. I'll hear music, and then I'm like, this would be perfect for a dance. A lot of choreographers do it the other way around, but I start with the music. So I'm so glad that you enjoy it, and I hope you keep coming back because I will keep providing it. And I am definitely going to listen to your station, and I do have some interest, some, um, comments or some questions about uses for hemp oil yeah okay so i can't wait to hear what you have and thanks so much for calling in cheers these next two callers you say what's come from mark aka the pill and mike stevenson mark and mike okay they both have some comments about the kangaroo and volvo self-driving car story let's take a listen Now, I will neither confirm nor deny that I ever have or will hop across a crosswalk, but it does beg the question. If I just happen to do so, does this mean that I will be murdered by a hit-and-run self-driving Volvo? 
Hey Tachi, I just uh, listened to your segment about the self-driving cars and they can't recognize kangaroos. It's interesting that when they jump up, they appear further away and then they appear closer when they land. I wonder if any other uh, self-driving cars like Tesla, I think it's Tesla, I wonder if they've come across the same uh, limitations with their self-driving cars. Interesting information, thanks for sharing. Hey, welcome back. Mike, that is an interesting question. I don't know if any other self-driving car makers have had this issue as of yet. Part of the thing is when you talked about Tesla, from what I understand, most of the people that have Teslas live closer to major metropolitan cities where kangaroos are not going to be an issue probably this is just my i'm just guessing so i think that that is part of the thing because this is obviously australia they have kangaroos there and this is probably why they noticed the problem with volvo australia as opposed to any other self-driving cars i don't know how many self-driving car tests are being done in australia versus other parts of the world but this probably is the reason why but it's not good that it happened, but it's interesting that it happened because now they're going to have to be careful of that type of thing with them and other animals probably too. Which brings me to you, Mark Ward. Mark Ward, I must have laughed three Sundays long when I heard you <laughs> give your answer. However, it is serious because what if you were on the sidewalk on a pogo stick and you kind of were mimicking what a kangaroo does and you went up way high in the air and the poor self-driving car just wouldn't be able to tell whether you were far away or nearby and made a beeline for you, Mark Ward. So you laugh now, but you'll think about that the next time you're on a pogo stick. Talk to you later, guys.